0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here's Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick.
2: Welcome, 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 everybody, to the second stage. Jeff, we're back again, live here. And Jeff, this is exciting stuff, man. Beautiful day in Cleveland. Got lots of wonderful stuff to talk about. Last we, we show do. was fantastic. This show is going to be fantastic. We've been we've been movie stars for the last, uh, what, four or five hours, too. This is exciting yeah. here at Evolution World Headquarters.
3: It's our, our 15 minutes, or we're trying for our 15 At least we'll have footage of our 15 minutes. Whether we get our 15 minutes is a whole nother discussion. Some people get it for free. We have to pay for it, but that's okay. That's all yeah. right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Maybe you got to do some home movies. That'd be a great way to get it. Yeah. Yeah, that works for some people too, right? That would be that'd be good. What what I think we're we're
2: actually I think just uh, to set up that so that it doesn't sound too uh, too pathetic. We're we're actually reshooting some some uh, videos for our website and so forth. And it's been fun to kind of kind of reposition that stuff, you know, kind of as as we see it today versus I don't know when when did we do the last videos for the website?
3: Oh, that would have had been probably at least
2: three years ago. i didn't say at least three. It seems like a hundred, but uh, you know when you look at the videos, but. Uh, God knows yep. I haven't missed many meals since then, Jeff, or yep. uh, many cocktails. So that's good. That's <laughs> it, it good.
3: Both those age you for yeah. sure.
2: <laughs> well, you know that, and some sugar-free Red Bull. So, yep. anywho, it's I all hear good that's stuff. the
3: fountain of youth, though. I just that's a rumor I heard that sugar-free Red Bull is the fountain of youth and actually can take years off.
2: I, I think least. it could
3: be the. Foundation for sure. I'll give you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So we got a great guest today before we start talking about our last week's guest. Uh, This week's guest is Mark Langford, transformational career consultant, author, and motivational speaker. He just wrote a book called Thank God It's Wednesday, The Business Professional's Guide to Realizing Purpose, Passion, and Work-Life Balance. Uh, After a near-death experience... Mark, uh, and the author of its uh, God thank God, it's Wednesday, made it his mission to help individuals and organizations uncover and define their purpose. Purpose and passion are topics we discuss often here on the second stage, as everyone knows. So we're intrigued by Mark Langford's approach to identifying professional passion, using one's talents and abilities to their fullest. He can be found at on Twitter, at the Corp Shaman. And he also has a website on his book, www.tgiw.com. Uh, and that is this week's guest. We're excited to understand why Wednesday. That's probably my first question. But before we talk any more about Mark, we always want to uh, uh, talk about uh, last week's show. And last week we had uh, a, uh, a guest that's been on our show a couple times now, Greg Crabtree, the author of uh, The Seven Simple Numbers for Business Success. Uh, or excuse me his book Simple Numbers Straight Talk Big Profits and uh, the show is really about the seven simple numbers for business success what did you think about uh, that show Brennan?
2: well as you know Jeff uh, greg is a is a uh, is a crowd favorite here on the second stage and he's one of my favorites as, as you know I keep some of the quotes on the wall there from to you know, kind of remind me about uh, the accounting as a system or accounting as a process and some of his uh, some crabtree isms but uh, um, maybe we should run through just briefly the uh, those several the seven simple numbers for business success you have me too or Jeff or do you want to tr- you want to tackle that or do you want to kind of do it jointly
3: Let's do it jointly. Why don't I like I'll it. mention it? I'll mention it, and then I want you to tell me why each one is meaningful to you. Uh, you got the easy thing. That's not fair. But <laughs> roll it. But roll it, baby. Roll All right. It. So we're gonna start. You ready? You bet. Profitability is number one.
2: You know, Jeff. I think that uh, Greg said profitability is probably the number one key driver. If you're not making money, and quite frankly, uh, you know, if you're not making significant margins, you know, ten, fifteen percent of uh, profitable, you know, profit margins. You know, none of that old ad back crap. Just how much you know profit. It's the key driver. You know what I mean? You got to be making money. Got to be making money.
4: Number
3: two is revenue.
2: Got to have revenue before you have profits, Jeff. And uh, the more revenue you have, if you got your system working and you got good profitability, uh, things are good. That's
3: right. And number three is gross margin.
2: Gross margin drives you know you got to be able to you know got to be able to to generate contribution with every dollar you sell. and gross margin is a great way to great way to look at that.
3: Yeah. One of the things that he had mentioned uh, that I thought was kind of a smart way to look at it. And what I loved about Greg Crabtree the most, and there's lots of things to like, is he's great about communicating something that's intimidating to a lot of people in a very simple way. And you don't have to understand the whole thing, but if you understand a certain few things, then you are well on your way to uh, having success with your business. But with respect to gross margin, and really, frankly, talks more about gross profit because you can't spend margin and spend profit is that really after gross profit, most businesses are substantially similar. And so you need to start with gross profit, uh, not revenue when looking at your business. I think that's uh,
2: that's good. That's good. How about um, How about operating expenses, Jeff? See how I turn the tides real quick?
3: Yeah, you did. You did well. Yeah. Uh, you know, exp- like just like you said, that, uh, you know, expenses are um, you know, kind of the evil necessity for running your business. But the way he talks about expenses, I think, is, is interesting, and it gets a little bit more into the fifth one, is – Looking at expenses in terms of investments in your business as opposed to pure expenses. And uh, which brings us to number five, Brent, I'm going to turn it back to you direct labor efficiency ratio. Yeah, I I think that, and again, you know, maybe
2: we're we're killing this thing, but uh, you know, gotta get his book and listen to the show because really he does a he does goes through a wonderful job talking about you know really in in any business it is a it is a function of you know how efficient uh, the you know the the people that are doing the work are getting things done and um, you know quite frankly that goes back to Jeff we talk about you know the, the getting a process and kind of living with it and keeping people you know excited about improving on it and that sort of thing and then obviously once you you have labor efficiency, then you move to management and making sure you know your management is efficient, and um, that's number six. Obviously, management efficiency, uh, and um, and then obviously rolling to number seven, which is the core uh, capital target, which he defines as a uh, two times ex- expenses in cash with no debt. To two, two, two times monthly expenses in cash with no debt. And you know, Jeff, we, we're, we're privileged to see 400 companies or so a year, and very few of them have that level of cash, right?
3: Very few no, of them. That, that is right, and a lot of young, small company entrepreneurs are running their life through their organizations, and and that's probably why they don't hit that core capital target. Uh, I do want to let our listeners know that you can go to uh, Greg's website, numbers.me And he has a profit tool on that website that connects to QuickBooks that will allow you to uh, utilize some of the concepts when when running your business. And certainly you can follow Gray Crabtree on Twitter at Gray Crabtree CPA. as always, folks, I want to remind everyone that each week we want to provide actual advice and have you continue the dialogue through comments and questions on our blog at evolutioncp.com. We want to hear what works and what doesn't. We want to create a true community of entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. You can also email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. And our show's hashtag is. Hashtag the second stage, and that's T-H-E-2-N-D stage. Um, and then finally, uh, before I take a break and, and bring our guest on, I always want to thank our sponsors, McGladry LLP. They're a leading provider of assurance tax and consulting services focused on mid, small and mid-sized businesses nationwide, with almost 7,000 people in 75 U.S. cities. Uh, And with that, we want to take our first break here. And when we come back, we'll be with our guest, Mark Langford, transformational career consultant, author, and motivational speaker, and recently the author of the book, Thank God It's Wednesday, The Business Professional's Guide to Realizing Purpose, Passion, and Life-Work Balance. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at
5: VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting.
1: If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Joke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
3: Welcome to the second stage. This is Jeff Caddleck. I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Like any form, the show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas. We invite you to continue the discussion from each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com. You can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. And our show's hashtag is hashtag the second stage. That's hashtag T H E 2 N D stage. Um, So we're here with our guest, Mark Langford, transformational career consultant, author, and motivational speaker, uh, recently wrote a book, Thank God It's Wednesday, The Business Professional's Guide to Realizing Purpose, Passion, and Life-Work Balance. Uh, I got to ask you, Mark, uh, why Wednesday and not any other day of the week?
4: The simple reason, Jeff, is if you're happy on Wednesday, you're happy all the time. So, you know, you hear in the corporate halls all the time, thank God it's Wednesday, oh my God, it's hump day. So it's a little play on words here, and uh, I figured instead of saying thank God it's Friday, I'd say thank God it's Wednesday, because um, if you're enjoying yourself then, you're enjoying yourself all the time, and that's what the book's about, is how to get to that place. That's That's
2: great. uh, Mark, you you had a pretty frightening near-death experience uh, that changed the course of your life and ultimately led to the book. Can you tell us about it?
4: Yeah, it was back in 2004 and I, I went in to have a routine bone spur removed and I was, kind doctors were, uh, well I should say the doctors were kind enough to leave a MRSA infection, a MRSA infection, infection uh, after the surgery for me to deal with and I spent 41 days in the hospital, got like 12 very invasive surgeries and uh, Um, that alone was bad enough, but the problem was, is I wasn't, they weren't allowing me to eat, right? So I, I couldn't eat eight hours before the surgeries and since yeah, you're Mercer, you're the last guy on the table because they don't want anybody else to get infected with that bub. And so I hear the flight of lights come in and everybody else. And and so I kept getting pushed back, pushed back. And so even if I'd be scheduled in the morning, a lot of times I wouldn't be going on the table till midnight. So I was losing weight. I was in a great deal of pain and, uh, it just kept, seemed to get worse and worse, and they couldn't get rid of the infection. And uh, I kind of just released it. I, I gave up. I mean, I just was in complete allowance. I said, you know, God, universe, spirit, whatever is out there, take me. I'm done. And uh, after losing about 40 pounds off a frame that can't lose 40 pounds because I'm a runner and everything, I, I was just checking out. And so I remember very clearly giving my wife my passwords and, and my IDs for all the accounts. and said, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be here tomorrow because my lungs filled up with water after this nine-hour surgery, and it was literally like I was drowning in bed, and um, uh, she, it, it was just a really, really scary experience, but the bright side on that is, is I did commune with some entity, and all I can tell you is it was just this abundant, uh, peaceful, loving uh, entity that, that gave me all these answers to, to my life's questions, and I asked, I said, well, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? And the answer I got was that uh, I was supposed to be healer, coach, teacher, and that was all. That was it. And so I spent the next 10 years figuring out that I needed to apply this to the business world and bring that spirituality into the workplace to help people to get really to their passions and purpose and, and to bring their gifts out to the world.
2: And in, 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 in you actually you studied that, right? I mean, so you, you, you kind of figured out where that kind of – the I would say that kind of that thought or concept came from, or tell me more about how you researched that, because that's, that's well, pretty amazing. You
4: well, know, what was funny was, you know, after I got out of the hospital, I went right back into the corporate world. It was like, okay, I had this, this intense experience, and what do I do? It was like I've run back to what I know, and it was because of fear. And, you know, I had feared not being able to pay the bills and all that other stuff. Um, but all the while, I, was, I got really curious about what was that, you know, what, what just came into my life and, and it showed me the direction I was supposed to go. And <clears throat> what I started doing was just um, doing a lot of self-help books and, you know, talking to spiritual gurus and so forth and really figuring out how to get people to their purpose and passion because that's what I wanted. And so um, eventually I realized that I could coach this stuff and that uh, I was very effective at it and put a whole system around it. Um, to get to people, um, to their purpose and passion, and knowing their direction in like ten steps. So, uh, I worked over the years to develop this system and this process, and and now that's what I do. And I put the uh, the body of my work into. Thank God it's Wednesday. The book.
2: So the book offers a holistic approach to achieving the this work life balance. Maybe talk walk through some of the steps to beginning that that uh, that approach, if you wouldn't mind.
4: Yeah. So basically, you know, I talk about you know how to use the the spiritual laws that are out there that are pretty much the operating system of the uh, universe out, um, that are kind of on scene, but uh, allow everything to unfold the way it is and to make things uh, you know run basically because it would be just this mass chaos if everything wasn't energy and ordered in some way. So. I start with that and I identify those things and, and talk about work sickness and see whether you have it or not. And that's, you know, being on the grid all the time, checking emails at 12 at night and so forth like that. Um, and then move into how you can apply these spiritual laws into, into that uh, mindset so that you can become more conscious of who you are, what you need to do, and, and the steps you need to take. And basically, it's, it's how to infuse joy into everything you do and move past the triggers of, of your judgment, and your expectation, and your limiting beliefs. And to uh, become more confident, directed, and present.
2: Yeah, and, and actually, I'd love to talk to you more. Get into more detail about the kind of the being the part about being present, because you know it's yeah. uh, you know a lot of entrepreneurs just absolutely love what they do, and they couldn't imagine spending their time doing something else. Um, maybe get into kind of the purpose and passion in terms and how you kind of help how do you help define in, in that purpose and passion? Because obviously love the diagram, and, and, and uh, maybe we'll have Barbara put it on our, our, our kind of, well, I guess we can go to your website, but kind of walk us through yeah. how you find that purpose and passion.
4: Sure, sure. So basically, the diagram shows four intersecting circles, uh, the center of which is your purpose. And uh, it's the four circles are what you love to do, what you do well, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. And I'm you know, pretty much, if people hit those four things, they're gonna find their purpose in life, and they're going to be doing pretty well with it. Um I just want to back up because you said something about um, uh, being present. and I just I want to um, help listeners with just a few exercises, and one of them is to get more present is to literally ask yourself, what am I thinking and to check in with yourself during the day a lot and and figure out what you're thinking about because, what happens is is what we're tuned into is what shows up. And, and for a lot of us, including, you know, entrepreneurs like uh, myself and all the listeners, is that we start tuning into all the things that we don't want to show up. You know, uh, this extra bill or this, this time-eating thing, and that suddenly becomes our focus, and that becomes what actually is our reality. Um, And one of the things you can do is if you find yourself worrying about stuff or find yourself worrying about the things you don't want to happen, you got to change it right there and then. So you hop into this higher consciousness by simply asking yourself, what am I thinking? Because the second you do that, you realize that you're not your thoughts and that there's this observer consciousness that is just present without judgment or expectation, and that's where you can make changes.
2: All right, so, so so if you're so if you're really if you're worried about something and you're kind of in, you're you're not present because you're worried about that, and I hate yeah. to, I don't want to go to the, <laughs> to the to the minute, but maybe walk me through that. What do you? Because obviously entrepreneurs go through phases where they're worried about you know meeting payroll or meeting or you yeah. know meeting or kind of getting paid. We'd love to. How do you? Because that's that's you know yeah. overwhelming. To think it is about overwhelming
4: those and, and it can become all consuming. And the second you're, you're into that monkey mind, which I, I call it monkey mind, it's what the Buddhists call it, which is you know the mind that never stops talking. It's like, oh, how do I make payroll? If I can make payroll, how, am I, how are we going to retain employees? If we can't retain employees, the companies go down. If the company goes down, and your mind just never stops. It's like, shut up. And so basically, what you want to do is really jump into that higher conscious, that right brain, and think about the things that are possible. Another great question is, what else is possible? Um, and, and that opens up a whole field of potentiality that is out there that if you form these conclusions that I can't do something or how am I going to do something, uh, that's all left-brain questions that really aren't very helpful because it's going to get that monkey mind going, whereas if you focus on what else is possible and, and the things that you do want to happen and visualize that with feeling, it just it, amazing things start to show up in life, um, and it, it is more than just the new age. It is just... Really what you're tuned in energetically to is what's what you're going to see. And you can miss some beautiful opportunities out there if you're thinking about what's not going right for you or why something's not working or how you're going to do something. So the idea is to open yourself up to the possibilities by, by staying focused on what you do want.
2: Let me ask you a question. When you're coaching people, and once again, Jeff, I like to go thoroughly off script early into the game, but um, when, you're co- so when you're coaching people, um, Mark, is is, is is a big part of it kind of reminding them to stop and ask that question? Or, or maybe, or you know, yeah. because it, I think it would be very hard to do that.
4: It is. And, and you know, it, there's little things that you can do, just like literally set alarms. I carry a gratitude rock around and I reach in my pocket and I reach in and feel that rock. It's like something to be grateful for. The second you change that, that energy about you from worry into gratitude, again, you're, you're changing into a higher frequency, right? And I know this kind of sounded... Sounds kind of New Agey, but the fact of the matter is, is everything is energy, right? And you and I and everybody else are mag- these magnificent energy workers. And the more we realize that, the more we can actually manipulate the things that are around us, right? And to, to change the, we can transform negativity into positivity. And uh, I love this quote, the only thing that gets smaller as you run towards it is fear. So if you're, if you're worried about something, you're fearful about it, run towards it. I mean, literally run towards it and you'll realize that it's not a big deal. You know, the, the corporate clients I talk to who want to jump out into the entrepreneurial world. Um, you know, They stop themselves like, well, how will I pay the bills, and I don't have enough money, or I don't have enough knowledge, or, or I don't have investors. And those are all limiting beliefs, and they're all fear-based, right? But the second you change into what else is possible and you start thinking about the things that you can do, just amazing things start showing up in your life, and you can move past these, these limiting beliefs um, and, and see how you were playing small.
3: You know, Mark, I think sometimes, this is Jeff, I, sometimes I think about, um, and, and I'm sure you would agree, a lot of what people do to themselves, particularly entrepreneurs, is self inflicted. And so, using Brendan and I as an example, you know, we are constantly pushing as hard as we can. In fact, we're horrible celebrators because once we accomplish what we're doing, you, you know, we're already on to the second thing. And it's like sometimes I wonder if we were to slow down. Uh, would we be more relaxed? Would be? Would we be um, you know, e- enjoying the ride and celebrating more? But kind of our DNA is to push and push and push because we feel like we know where we want to go.
4: Right, right. So you're you're living in the present then, which is which is nice. You're living in the future and your goal based, but. The only thing you have control over is the now and, and the present, right? So Eckhart Tolle has that great book, The Power of Now. And one of the things that he teaches is basically to stay entirely, how to stay entirely present is to be fully with what you're doing. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't think about the, the future or, or, uh, you know, feel good about the past or whatever, but you really want to stay focused on what you're doing right then. I mean, from washing your hands, like feel your hands. That's what Eckhart Tolle says. Uh, if you're doing a spreadsheet, make sure you're fully focused. You got your whole, focus on that. and You're not going in and checking emails every five minutes when they pop up or answering the phone when it, when it rings. You have to be present with the tasks that you're in and, or the people that you're with and just really do that in a serial fashion and try and multitask and, and parallel, um, uh, do parallel tasks is, is really counterproductive. So staying present will make you feel a lot better and will help you slow down um, and asking the questions why instead of how or what else and uh, you know, just being in the flow of things and in allowance are, are some great advice that i've got some some master trainers that i pass on here
2: what what and maybe can I, how how do you teach yourself to stay in the now or yeah. or is it just practice
4: it, it is practice it's like a muscle you may, you really have to be more aware of again what you're thinking you know your thoughts may be in the future but you're sitting there driving a car and you a lot of people have had this you show up at a place uh, and you don't even realize how you got there. <laughs> that's not very present. Um, so especially when you're doing self-care things like, you know, I always advise people to make sure that they're taking care of themselves because that's going to refill your cup. And how do you fill anybody else's cup if yours is not? So if you're taking walks or runs or doing art or singing or, or writing or whatever you do that's creative and, and right-brained, be entirely present with that and, and really receive that in. And by training in that aspect, you can also bring that back into the, your business work when you're doing all your left-brain activity and just be aware of what you're doing and, and just catch yourself um, if, you're, you're, if you're drifting into the future or the past or uh, trying to do two things at once. Get the stuff done that you're working on or as far as you can take it if there's a dependency, and then, then you start the next task and just be entirely with that. And if you're with your family, be entirely with them and put your work away. Um, and it just goes like that.
2: All right. So you, uh, you use the term work sickness um, pretty mm-hmm. regularly in the book um, yeah. and, and talk about that being a kind of a big problem today. Can yeah. you tell me what, what, what that's all about?
4: Yeah. I mean, at its core, work sickness is, sickness is really a sense of separation that you, you contract uh, from other people. It, it's, it's, really, it's using somebody else's playbooks uh, and, and expectations uh, with, to the exclusion of, of working through your own inner knowing and what you're supposed to do. And it manifests itself in the form of, like I said before, being on the grid all the time, feeling anxious, unfulfilled, And it shows up in forms of, like, cynicism and fatigue and overwhelm. Uh, and it really eclipses the joy and replaces the, the sense of uh, the joie, I can't even say the French word, the joie, joie de vivre, uh, and the joy of life uh, with obligation and self-sacrifice and lack of control. And it, it really saps your energy and limits creativity. And a lot of people in the corporate world get this and they don't even realize it because they're not doing what they love, right? They're not doing... Um, what they were meant to do and to, to give their gifts. They're making money and they're putting their kids through school and having the house and the car and all the other stuff, but they're not bringing out what they were meant to do. So the work sickness comes in when when you're just kind of giving up on your your own personal purpose and passions and you're you're living somebody else's life.
3: Mark, do you think that that uh, corporate folks or people that work in the corporate world are more susceptible to this sickness than an entrepreneur?
4: Well, it's funny because, you know, I I think uh, it's probably equal because once the entrepreneurs get so embroiled into their own personal passions that they they sometimes work, you know, 12, 15-hour days, I'm doing it now. And and quite frankly, I have to remind myself to go take that break, go do the self-care, because I actually really love what I do now. And it's really easy for me to to go 12 hours doing this stuff. But at the end end of the day, it's still a, a state of unbalancedness and you want what you want is to have that balance and to have <clears throat> time to recharge again so that you have the energy and, and uh, ability to charge other people so I think everybody you know regardless of whether in the corporate world they're doing their own thing has to be, be careful of this.
2: Hmm. It's a good question there, Cadillac. Like, I like that one. Try it. Um, Try it. Yeah, and 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 actually, I was, I was just kind of picturing e-myth there when you, we you were talking about that kind of thinking. You know, you do get in that weird trap where then all of a sudden you almost get if you're the entrepreneur, it's like you can't even quit, right? It's like yeah. you're just in that in that brutal. Um. All right, so let's, let's get into the common myths and misconceptions about success, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and and why many people you know have it wrong when they think about what it what it takes to be successful.
4: Yeah, so, you know, I have a problem with the modern definition of success or what we call success in this culture, which is usually based on some form of expectation. And whenever there's expectation, there's usually going to be an expectation hangover. There's a great book by that, that title, too. I would recommend reading sometime. Um, and it, it comes, success usually comes in the form of wealth, status, fame, power over others. And the, the problem with this is that um, when it's expectation bait, it sets up this experience of, of it's going to set you up for a dissonant feeling either by not making it or a temporary high of making it. And then you're, you're going to move the bar anyway as soon as you hit that. So it, it's a very short-lived uh, gain that you have. So I think the better um, thing, the better definition of success is, is how much happiness and inner peace can you have? And, and what can you be instead of have? And, you know, you've, you've heard the term, you can't take it when you go, and it's true. Cause, I mean, all, all the possessions you acquire and all the things you have, they're material, right? And they're, they're power-based. And, and the, the things that you can really take with you um, in this very, very short existence that we have onto whatever we go to um, <clears throat> is your experiences and the blueprint of, of uh, the imprints of what you have, uh, have, have done in this life. So it's, it's the things that you've um, experienced rather than the things that you've collected um, that will give you the joy and that will you be in alignment with your purpose. When you're aligned to your purpose, you're doing the things that you want to do. That's the experiences you want to have because if you're doing those things and you're, you're aligned with your purpose and passions, then you're going to be happy all the time and it's not going to be like, well, if I only had $10,000 extra or if I only had that woman or if I only had the house in Malibu uh, because there's always going to be something that you set yourself up that is achievable, but once you achieve it, it's, it's not going to give you that long sat, lasting satisfaction.
2: I can tell you, it is amazing how you know it's it's the journey, uh, not necessarily the destination, that, that most people really enjoy and in in a, in a lot of things. And and I and I suspect that's why Jeff and I are terrible celebrators because it's like you know the journey was the, the kind of the fun part, and you got to get there, and you're like, well, God, we got to find another journey, Jeff. That's what I'm going right. with, anyways. You buying that?
3: No, I, I think that's right. And as Mark was talking, I was thinking about you know some of these exotic locales that I've been fortunate enough to travel to, uh, and and you look at these people that lead relatively simple lives and they don't have the material things that a lot of us do here in the united states and they're happy happy (laughs) i mean they they just you kind of like am i doing this wrong or are they doing this wrong (laughs) because uh you they they have that simple uncomplicated life and and they couldn't be happier you know, and, and yeah. when you're pushing yourselves like we do in the states and working, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy hours a week uh, to have those material things, it's like, you know, what what exactly am I working for? You know, exactly so.
4: right. Yeah, yeah. And I experienced that firsthand when I had my my near death experiences. Like, uh, it was, you know, why am I working all this, these hours and all this other stuff for for, for somebody else and just to make extra money? I said, it could have all ended right there, and I would have, you know. As I was looking back on, my, on the potential deathbed, I was like, did I do what I was really meant to, to do here in life? Did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? And I know, you know, we all say that and say, yeah, yeah, I, I want to do what I want to do. I wanna, you know, and uh, it's important to live for today and everything. But the fact of the matter is, is you get sucked up into this lower consciousness all the time. It's what I call sleepwalking where you just get sucked into this, you know, I have to to make more money. I have to have the bigger car. I have to have this. And that's what I'm talking about. You have to get into that higher consciousness to to get moved past that, right? And you have to be able to see that these these things that everybody wants, that you think you have to keep up with the Joneses, are really not the source of your satisfaction and joy. There's something greater out there. And a lot of people haven't taken the time to define what their success is or what they truly want.
2: So let's, let's talk about you kind of going, you know, maybe going deeper into like the company thought, you know, the companies that focus, you know, purely on growth, you know, and induce and may do that kind of at the expense of their employees. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe talk about that a little bit. I, I know we're kind of beating that up, but I, but I think it's an important perspective from a company perspective. And then maybe we'll go into what they can do about, you know, kind of make, making a, a better life work balance for their employees.
4: Yeah, and, and I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs on this show, so uh, we'll keep this one brief because they, they probably all know their corporate culture and, and moved away from that like I have. But, you know, not all companies, but a lot of companies um, see their employees as a means to an end, right? And they, they even use terms like human resources and human assets to describe their people and kind of treat them like that, right? And uh, the, the, the companies that focus solely on the growth and the bottom line are are generally not a lot of fun to work with. You know, I've worked uh, with a lot of companies in my life, and um, very, very few were actually really tuned into employee needs and, and treating them like customers and, and uh, like, like human beings, not human, human doings or human havings. And so people do their best work when they feel supported and acknowledged and happy. And, you know, people will work for a paycheck, but they'll die for a cause. And so the companies that I see excelling, especially in the future, are the ones that have a greater good purpose. You know, there, there are those emerging out there. Um, there's the Ben and & Jerry's and Patagonia's and even uh, Google and um, uh, Whole Foods. And there's a whole bunch out there that are really starting to lead the way in terms of what I, we term conscious corporations. And these companies really, really respect and value their employees. And they understand that we're all here on earth to, to express ourselves creatively. And they value the diversity of, of uh, employees as individuals and want them to contribute their individual gifts and not just say, okay, go do this. They want to have that feedback from employees and say, well, what do you want to do and what are you best at? And then move them into roles that they're best at. And so these companies are, treat their employees like customers, like I said. They set up the flexible pl- programs that nurture, inspire creativity, and empower the people through trust and transparency and acknowledgement. Um, but they're few and far in between and they usually make you know the the top hundred companies to work for so if you're you're looking for a corporate job I say go look at one of those lists uh, otherwise uh, go be an entrepreneur
2: well and I, what I think so neat about it is you know I think that the, that there was this belief that if you were a conscious capital or a conscious business and, and, and that they, that they would underperform their peers and they, mm-hmm. you know I I have never seen that to be the case. I always see it to be that they outperform their peers, they outperform in the long run, you know, the short term and the long run and and I you know I know that there's some people that, that may disagree with that, but I, we just haven't seen it. The people that are that are that are, you know, investing in their people and in truly creating, you know, something that uh, a purpose and a, and a cause. It's you know we, we feel that they they outperform in all different facets including including a financial return.
4: So. Yeah, and and you know, there's actually studies. I mean, the firms of endearment by Raj Hissodia, um has multiple studies that includes uh, that that it's, it's literally findings that that show that these companies outperform the peers that are uh, only focused on profit and growth.
2: So maybe so let's talk about what 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 people can do, what what companies can do to kind of help <clears throat> promote uh, promote the uh, work life balance and and quite frankly ma- still maintain their the bottom line.
4: Yeah, so I mean, at a high level, you know, you want to. Uh, obviously be extremely transparent and have plenty of uh, communication with the workforce um, and generally tune into what employees' wants and needs are and, you know, go out and make, poll, poll them. And there's, there's a whole bunch of new companies and, and consulting firms that actually do this work. they go in there and, and help uh, management get back in touch with the, uh, with the workforce and figure out how they're doing. And there's, there's uh, even one company up in Boulder called Roundpeg, where it's like a, a constant feedback between um, uh, management and um, and and the, the workforce on, on how they're doing and how everything, how everything's working to the, together. So there there is definitely movement towards that um, that that goal of, of treating employees more like customers. But you know there's there's simple tactical things that companies can do as well. I mean flex days, working hours where people can can choose their own or working remotely, um, and supporting employees to create their own projects and to develop stuff that's. They're passionate about that, aligns with what the company goals are, Um, enhancing the the networking with inside and outside the company and creating community activities where you can all get together and network, Um, training leadership on EQ methodologies, and um, just basically providing flexible support for what different people need within the company
3: that's great you know we, we, we've got about five or six uh, five minutes or so left in the show and I don't want to end this show without going through uh, you know the, these key laws that you, these eight laws you talk about uh, in um, your book that uh, are really important to making that dream Life or reality from work-life balance perspective. So, uh, if if you would indulge us here, um, and I think we got time to get through it, but uh, if you walk us through those eight laws, that would be great.
4: Sure. So, just a very brief synopsis. I have a whole chapter devoted to this, and thank God it's Wednesday. But uh, the eight laws are vibration. Uh, basically that everything is interconnected and energy. is made out of energy. And If you think about it, uh, at a molecular level, and you go down to atoms, and, and below that, electrons and neutrons and protons, and below that, the quarks, and below that, there's waves. And you, you realize that, you know, everything is just this energy. and It's really just different states of vibration. So the fact of the matter is you and I aren't very different. And, in fact, we are made of the same thing. Um, and, and so, even though it seems separate on the outside, it's not. And, and what I do for you, I actually do for myself. And so, the second law is that uh, it's the law of attraction, you've heard of this one. This one's uh, been a big one, especially since The Secret came out. And that like attracts energy. Uh, like attracts like energy. Um, I like to, to say that it's more what you tune into is what shows up in your life um, because basically it's not things that are being attracted to you like a magnet. It's like you're expand your consciousness to see different things by, you know, creating either positive or negative energy in your life. And negative things are going to show up if if you're thinking negative thoughts and positive things are going to show up if you're thinking positive thoughts. It just is. And you probably know people who have the worst of luck and always having car accidents and sickness and everything else. And I guarantee you that if you drill down into that, you'll find out that their outer game is really just a reflection of their inner game. And what I mean by that is your dominant thoughts, your dominant beliefs, inspire your thoughts, which inspire you to take action, which create your environment, which then reinforce your dominant beliefs. So you have this circle, and the only way you can break that is to get into that higher consciousness, ask yourself what you're thinking, what else is possible, and see that you are not your thoughts and that there are things trying to merge through you that you're meant to do on this earth. So third law is cause and effect, and that is basically, you know, it's this is the law of karma and that everything happens for a reason. And nothing really is coincidence or luck. It's like everything has a root cause, and uh, you are the creator of uh, your your reality. <clears throat> the fourth law is law of polarity, and that just basically says that there there is there's light and day, uh, the light and dark, night and day, uh, hot and cold, and basically there's polarity on this dimension that we live in, and that opposites create this contrast and balance, right? And it creates the ability for us to have different experiences. Um, and, and the experience is what really life is all about. And then within this, we're able to transmute energy. So this is the next law, the law of transmutation. And that every, every, uh, all energy is transmutable, right? And the energy, the second law of thermodynamics says that energy is never, nor, not neither created nor destroyed, but just changes form. So Apply this to to your life, and you realize that you can tr- create positivity from negativity, and that um, within the polarity, er, there, w- even if it seems super negative and, and like everything is it's, is lost, there is always a solution because there's always that polarity. So you know if there's a there's good, there has to be bad, and vice versa. There's this great movie uh, with uh, Bruce Willis, and it was called Unbreakable, and the the villain who was I think his name was Mr. Glass or something like that was uh, creating all this havoc in the world and crashing trains and everything, looking for his opposite, right, because of this polarity. I think that's a great demonstration of, you know, there are, there are these polarities in, in this world um, that create this experience that we want to, and we can transmute energy, and we can, from the laws of cause and effect, we create our own reality. And then there, there are three other ones. The, the law of gestation is an interesting one, and that says that there's a natural agenda to the universe, right, that everything kind of needs to fall into place, which is exactly why if I say, I want a million dollars, I'm going to manifest it right now. It doesn't ne- just show up on your table. It takes the universe some time to move all the pieces around. There's a lot of us manifesting things out there. And plus, it's a natural circuit breaker. It's basically, if, if all of my thoughts were created instantaneously, uh, it would be mass chaos out there. Plus, a lot of, the things, a lot of people I know might not be alive because I, I might have wished things on them. So it's basically um, saying, are you sure? and creating a little bit of resistance to what you want to create. The seventh law is the law of rhythm, and you see this in cycles, uh, seasonal. You see it in the ebb and flow of the oceans uh, and the rise and fall, the, the um, rising and setting of the sun. It's, it's basically everything has a rhythm, and a cadence to it, and that's because, again, when you, when you talk about experience, uh, this creates change, right? So cycles create change and keeps things from becoming stagnant, which allows us to experience more and different things about ourselves. And the last one is relativity. And this is where our five senses come in, where we're able to compare things so that we know differentials and can actually experience things. Because if everything was the same, there would be no relativity, right? So the way that we experience things is the difference and the contrast within the law of polarity. So basically, all these things combined give you a, a canvas to paint whatever you like of your life and all you have to do is choose what you want to do focus on what you want to happen and then just really really take action bold action on what you want to show up and and it will
3: well the the eight spiritual laws and this is a way for you to tap into your spirituality and inner knowing to play a bigger game um Thank you very much for that, Mark. I, uh, I appreciate it. Unfortunately, we've run out of time to continue the the, uh, the discussion here. I want to remind our listeners here that we're with our guest, Mark Langford, trans- transformational career consultant, author, and motivational speaker. We're talking about uh, Mark's book, Thank God It's Wednesday, The Business Professional's Guide to Realizing Purpose, Passion, and Life Work Balance. You can find Mark on Twitter at at the Corp Shaman and the website that's dedicated a book is www.tgiw.com. Uh, Mark, uh, Brennan, I want to thank you for being on the second stage. Really appreciated your insights today and, uh, look forward to having you back, uh, on the show when, uh, you're on the New York Times bestseller list and, uh, uh, we celebrate, uh, your successes.
4: Great. Jeff, Brennan, thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it and, uh, Again, thanks for having me on the show. It is our pleasure.
3: And, folks, we'll be back to share our final thoughts on today's show. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
5: Assurance Tax Consulting. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8am US Pacific Time, usually 4pm UK on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.
3: Your favorite Voice America talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Thank you for tuning in to The Second Stage, a show about small business best practices. Uh, this is Jeff Caddick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, Brendan, we're going to give our listeners our final thoughts on our guest today, Mark Langford, uh, author of Thank God It's Wednesday, The Business Professional's Guide to Realizing Purpose, Passion, and Life Work Balance. Uh, what would you think?
2: Yeah, Jeff, I got to –
3: Got a smile because
2: I know you find this hard to believe, but I'm I'm older now, and uh, I'm uh, 49 wonderful years. And I remember when I was uh, starting out as an entrepreneur, and people would talk like Mark talked, and I and, and again I think you've heard the story about me sitting in the back of the room, but especially when it relates to this sort of thing, you know, I would kind of roll my eyes and go, "This is just this is crazy, 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 crazy talk." But I do, uh, you know, now that I'm now that I'm getting on the older side, just a little bit on the older side, it, it is. Uh, you know, it does work and it is something that, um, you know, that, that whole staying in the now thing is so much harder than it, that it appears. And when you can do it, it pays off. And it also saves a massive amount of time. Right. And so, um, you know, I, it's something that I need to continue to work on and, 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 uh, you know, I, I think it's you know it, it takes the right mindset. You got to be in the right spot, you know, to kind of really embrace it. I don't know what's your uh, you know I, I can go on for days about kind of the evolution of Brendan, but what's your take?
3: <laughs> well, what I was really getting at was really this calibration between people that constantly have their pedal to the metal and those that are smart enough maybe some would say to kind of tap on the brakes every once in a while and uh, slow things down and rest and relax and reflect. You know, that's not how we've operated evolution. We're constantly, and that's probably why we're terrible celebrators because our expectation is that we're going to achieve those goals and that once we've achieved them, you know, that was like Check it off and, and kind of move on to the next thing.
2: Um, yeah, explain to you not to beat this one up. But I, I was—I wrote this question down and just well, obviously was never right there to answer it. But you know, fundamentally, um, you know, if 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 work is or, or what you're doing at work is one of the top two or three things that you really enjoy doing, and and it brings you, you know, and you, and it you know, brings you joy, and it you know fulfills your purpose, and all that other stuff, which many many times, you know, you know you, you do have family. And you do have, you know, those things. But it, you know, is that a bad thing? And, and you know, if, if, if you know, I kind of chuckle sometimes in the summertime when the kids aren't in school and you know, and and, and the days don't seem much different because there's not the family routines. I, I sometimes have no idea what day it is. I mean, I, I don't know what's yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, su- Sunday. I mean, I, I have no clue um, because our days don't change that much. Um, maybe that's a bad thing. I don't think. I don't. I'm having fun. I don't know. Yeah. a thing. Bad-
3: well, there, there's two things that he had mentioned um, that that kind of stuck with me. One uh, was gr- the gratitude rock, and I thought he talked about it with respect to you know something that has different energy. The, the concept, one of the eight laws, around vibration, and this goes to the pre-evolution days where I was on the beach with my kids when they were really, really young, and I was going through a particularly stressful part of my career. And I found I picked up a shell, and it just kind of sat in my hand the right way and ever well not ever since then but for years and years and years i had this shell with me at big moments whether it was my career or my personal life and it was really saying hey look i got a great life and this rock brings me back to the beach with my kids when i was just hanging out just like you were just talking about just enjoying your time with your family and not being so uptight you know, uh, on,
2: on, on Mark's uh, LinkedIn page, he, uh, he opens up and says uh, something about it on the f- first couple paragraphs. It says, you know, if you, if you won the, the big lotto tomorrow, would you quit your job? And I think you and I've talked about this. And, and again, it's again, it's not about us, but I, I, it's about self reflection. And, and and I wouldn't. I you know I, I would I would I would step on the gas more, which is um, you know a really creepy feeling. Um, you know, if I won the hundred <laughs> million dollars, <laughs> yeah, but it would be because you'd have yeah. more cash, right? You'd be able to hire people, you'd be able to do all the wonderful things. And and I would.
3: I mean, it's uh, you know it would yeah. be. Probably do more of exactly what you want to do as opposed to other things that you kind of have to do. Um, The other thing that really spoke to me was run towards fear. And I found that if I have anxiety about an issue, um, I'm going to go towards it. And at a minimum, I learn more about the issue or the perceived problem. And oftentimes, it's not as bad as I thought or – at least I have a head start on solving it. Yeah, I,
2: you know, I, I, I was literally laughing at that because uh, you know most times that that we deal with an entrepreneur or quite frankly even an in individual that has a problem. And then you you know they were they worried about making a payroll or making a payroll or making a uh, you know a payment, and then you start asking them well, you know give me a list of all your debts. You start gathering the detail, and they've like oh my god I you know those you know and I, I mean this sincerely. There's a time where somebody said oh, you know they're they're over there in the corner, and they were in a you know ten years or a couple years of statements and, that had been unopened, and so it's like they they did they were running away from it, and the fear got bigger, and uh, and that happens over and over and over again. I agree. I, I wrote that thing down as my final punchline, so Jeff. So thanks for stealing that, but. Uh, yeah, I uh, I, uh, I I agree, and it's it's true, you know. And, and, and so if you run toward it, and it's still big, at least you it's it's defined, you know. You can get your arms around it, or or so. It's I agree with you. I agree with you.
3: So each week, we want you to think about uh, what your organization could be, and not what it is today. And uh, we want everybody to remember to have passion for possibilities, right, Brendan? Passion for possibilities, and let's
2: do the power of now or the stay in the moment, right? Yeah, like- be present. I like it. President.
3: Yeah, exactly. Run towards well, your fear, baby. Run towards your fear, passion, probability, and stay
2: in the now. Anything else for this?
3: No, I, I think you stole. I I think that's a, that's the beginning of some rap that you're going to do for the next show.
2: I am. I'm going to have that. You, down. You,
3: you're kind of off your game a little bit. I want to hear some rap
2: right.
3: here right. uh, in in the end of the next segment. Consider that done. All right. All right. Folks, thanks for tuning in to the second stage. Hopefully you got as much out of it as Brent and I do. We love doing this show because we learn a lot and we get to talk to interesting people like Mark Langford and last week Greg Crabshee. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage.
1: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadillac and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week.
0: network its staff and management